Welcome everybody to the AJ Osborne Show, where we focus on our core tenets, impact, freedom, and progress. Join me and others as we grow through education and discussion. Welcome everybody to the AJ Osborne Podcast. I am excited about today's topic. I've been doing a lot of research um, and there's some things that I've been wanting to talk about a, a, a lot lately. I've been putting some things in um, in my. I have a financial journal, and I've been writing down some thoughts and things that we're seeing in the market. Um, and I've taken some time to really sit back and start to to think about where we are in this period in the cycle overall, um, and how that affects. Um, wealth and our outlook. And there's a few things that I want to hit on about wealth creation, what it is, how to do it. And the first point that I really want to get across is that a lot of people think that wealth creation is investing in the newest idea that they're completely reinventing um, society. We're taking literally like I, I, I was talking about this on um, Twitter and we were having some discussions with other people about the quantum leaps in um, changing the world. And they're really I, I think that this is not that it's a distraction, but um, this is a story archetype that is not um, not that it's not mainstream. It's just not legitimate way for the average person. And two, I don't believe that quantum leaps of change in society is actually how society gets better. Uh, wealth for the vast majority of people is taken on a step-by-step -step process. It's boring. Um, a lot of it's just hard work. And changing the world is about reframing and changing the way we do simple things. It's about changing processes to activities that we all engage in and making them better. It's about making products better. It's about building right. It's about services. It's about acquisitions. It's about good money management. Um, and this stuff obviously isn't like hot, right? Like this podcast is never going to be Joe Rogan with Elon Musk popular. It's just not right there. There's no, it, it's, it's boring. It's simple. It's not complicated. And I think though, that is the magic of wealth creation. Like that's why it's, I believe that everyone can become wealthy and it's a choice. Um, it's just not quick. Uh, it's not rocket scientists. It's not rocket science because the fundamentals of wealth creation have not changed, right? We, the way that we see some wealth get executed or um, aggregated in society, the means have has changed as in the, in the pathway, but the fundamentals have still not ever changed. And most people don't understand the fundamentals of wealth. And uh, that's where the problem comes in. I know far more people that have become wealthy, though, from very boring, dirty businesses um, that are overlooked than hyper-competitive markets like app building or 
online startups that are VC backed. I just, I, I, this is not the way to go with wealth creation. This is a different type of entrepreneurship, right? And I believe in passionate entrepreneurships, but uh, entrepreneurs, but you also have to realize that this archetype that we have of the hero entrepreneur that fights all things and does it, this is the same in our society as a fairy tale. Um, a fairy tale that after is all said and done is magical and mystical. We have the hero and it makes for a great story, but um, it misses a lot of things. And it, it, I think it can plague the entrepreneur. It can set them up for failure. And the hero archetype in entrepreneurship starts something like this. Everybody was against them. Everybody thought that they were stupid and crazy. They started in a basement with nothing and five years are in a garage with nothing. And five years later, they're billionaires. Um, that's the story, right? That's how it works. And the reason why I need to talk about this in wealth creation is because of these fallacies. First of all, the first problem with the entrepreneur um, uh, story Okay, this entrepreneur uh, fairy tale is they did it alone. Okay, this is really, really important. We make the hero, whether that's Elon Musk, whether that's Steve Jobs, where it doesn't matter who it is, but we make them appear if they single handedly did this. Um, and it, it could not be further from the truth. In fact, most of these entrepreneurs were extraordinarily flawed and their businesses only succeeded because of help from massive companies, other people. Um, they needed all the help in the world. And that means nothing to take away from what they did at all. But you have to understand success doesn't happen on an island. This is not how it works. They didn't have all the knowledge. They didn't have all the skills. And this hero archetype that we apply to the entrepreneurship journey makes young entrepreneurs or people that feel like they want to start something, they want to build something, they want to invest something, they feel inadequate because they're like, I'm not Steve Jobs, right? I'm not that person. You only think you're not that person because of the stigma and the story behind the person, not the actuality of the events. Um, these people had venture capitalists that could create businesses out of them. And two, we hear about the Steve Jobs, we hear about the Elon Musks, but it's not like everybody's sitting around talking about the millions of other people that failed that were trying to do the same thing. Uh, this is a very important piece that needs to be put in to wealth creation and understanding that the hero architect type of, a, of the entrepreneur is actually not the main way that wealth is created and generated. And it's never, ever, ever done alone. I just cannot stress that. It's not done alone and it's not done without resources, right? Now, those people started out with nothing, but they went out and they were able to accumulate resources. They were able to find the right people. They were able to find the venture capital money. They were able to convince banks and they did it against all odds, everything else, right? But it was about putting all of these things together. Now, whether you're investing, whether you're an entrepreneur, these are the real things that we need to understand. How do you build a team that's effective around you um, to accomplish your vision? Because you alone, right, are not enough. That's fine. Who cares, right? This is 
This is basic stuff. This should be empowering to you to know, okay, good. I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to do anything like that. Now, you need to surround yourself and you need to be taking charge. You need to work like you've never worked um, before, right? And you need to do this. But also the other thing that I hate about these arch archetypes is the second part. So the first fallacy is that they did it alone or seemingly alone, right? Um, because the people that were behind it, in fact, some of the people that were behind it, like some of the VC um, firms that actually had way more to do with the success than the company are just not talked about. Um, but when you look at the second part, it was, as I'm talking about now, we're talking about um, things that revolutionized society, where once again, that is such a fraction of how people get wealthy. That is just such a fraction of how actual change is made. Most of our society is change is made because we figured out how to do something better that's already always been done. It's little steps that society grows from. It's not one big thing. We view these one big things as these huge quantum leaps, right? Which those happen, but those only happen on the back of a million small movements. And it's all the people that are working every day to make these small movements of people that have become very successful and very wealthy that allows and cultivates the um, ecosystem that creates the ability for the rock star inventions and things to shoot off of. So first of all, when you're talking about wealth, financial freedom, when you're talking about entrepreneurship, stop thinking that you need to build Instagram or something like that. Start looking at simply what the needs actually are and what people are doing that's not happening well, right? I mean, that was us in storage, right? It was just really simple. There's obviously demand for this asset type and the people that own it aren't doing a good job. We'll just do it better. Um, that's been our way in everything. And it was completely overlooked, yet it created wealth that I could have never created in another way. Um, and when I'm looking at everyone starting out and everyone investing, the keys things is, first of all, you're not doing it alone. Build your dream team, okay? Build your dream team and then make sure and look at that your execution. So what you are doing, whether that's investing, we're talking value add, right? Maybe it's development. Maybe it's starting up a service business, a product-based business. Whatever it is, is how are you doing it better? And do people actually care or want about it? Lots of times we get into our spreadsheets and our business models, I put in air quotations, and we think that for some reason doing it on a spreadsheet and making a business model means that that's actually going to play out in real life when you find out very quickly that people don't care about your spreadsheet. Um, entrepreneurship and investing is about others. It is about serving them. It is about creating value in the economy. So you need to stop focusing so much on your spreadsheets and your business plan, and you need to focus on the customers. Look at businesses that are being ran effectively, or not ran effectively, but that's fundamentals are good. And what I mean by fundamentals, I'm talking demand, right? I'm talking profit margin. And then I'm talking about ROI, the reinvested capital. Okay, so the return on their investment. So what I'm looking for is a demand. What I'm looking for is overall market. Because remember, 
you don't mean anything. The market means everything. I know this is just an uplifting podcast. You're like, geez, man, I'm, I'm nothing alone. I don't mean anything. We'll do, we'll do a whole like nice fluffy one later on. So you don't mean anything. The market means everything. You are here to serve the market. So you look for the economic wins that are going to push you forward, investing, entrepreneurship. It doesn't even matter. You need to make yourself the best at serving the market, getting them what they want fast, efficient, creating a good product, investing in the right things, because it's the market that makes you successful. It's the customers, right? It's your tenants. So the demand, long-term, short-term economic wins need to be pushing you forward. Profit margin, or as I like to call it, my mistake margin. And this needs to be, I need to have a profit margin that allows me to make mistakes. I need a healthy cash flowing asset or company that is, um, does not need to be perfect because if it needs to be perfect, that means it's probably going to fail. So execution can't be dependent on everything going right, especially when you're starting out. So I'm looking for something that has cash flow. Then I'm looking for that cash flowing asset investment to have capital that I can continue doing it. So I can redeploy that capital that comes to me and I can keep it going. That means I can grow. That means I can scale. These are the three things that I'm looking for. Okay. I'm looking for the market to make it for me. I'm looking for it to not have to be perfect. It can't, it has to be kind of a no brainer. It has to have good cash flow. Then I need to be able to reinvest that cash flow back into the investment. And if I'm an entrepreneur, I'm looking at filling that demand that the market wants. I'm looking at, can I do that effectively with a good margin? And then does scale increase my margin or shrink my margin, right? Then you're putting all these components together. I need my attorneys. I need my accountants. I need all this stuff. And you end up buying gas stations or you end up, you know, doing service spots or you're doing land reserves or you're doing all of these things that maybe other people aren't thinking, but it still has all these things and all these elements to create wealth and success. But what you're doing is you're figuring out how to do it better, how to execute better. Then the market will inherently take your investment, your product, your system and run with it. You can't do it alone. Don't try to. The market needs to make you. And I know, I, I mean, I know that right now in the economy, people are looking and there's a lot of things going on. And that's why before we started talking about what's going on, how I feel about it, I need to, to preface, preface this with what I believe makes people successful and what doesn't. Um, so we're getting rid of the entrepreneur fairy tale, and we're looking for a repeatable system that um, can, uh, have high cash flow, And also the demand is going to be high and continual, uh, because right now we are in a weird spot in the United States. Um, our economy is not functioning as normal. Our economy is living off the government. Um, we are living off the government. Uh, this has been this weird 10 years that we just can't get off the government. Uh, the trillions of dollars that are coming in, low interest rates, there's serious concern about inflation, and it's rightfully so. So understanding core demand and future demand 
how these things that are playing out in the economy may affect these, right? These are fundamental things that you need to know. And two, you need to be able to weather some storms. Because first of all, the storms are coming. How do I know? Because storms are always coming. So that's just a no-brainer, right? Storms always come. Economic storms always come. And guess what? They're always horrible. News will always say, this is the worst thing that's ever happened in the United States. Nothing ever like this has ever happened before. And will we survive it, right? And why? Because it's true. It, it just happens, right? We have coronavirus. You have a debt cycle. We have a dot-com bust. We have terrorist attacks. We have interest rates at 18%. We have world wars. We have depressions. It's like, man, this is a downer podcast. Uh, but it is just how it works, people. So what I'm saying is you just got to be ready for those things. And when is the right time to start is irrelevant of uh, where we are at the cycles and it's only and what is relevant is your strategy, your investment, and your business model. Is it cash flowing? Will it be good? Can I survive? And how does that look? Um, because you have no say in when these things change and get ugly. They always do. But two, we always survive. We always bounce back. And this is a fundamental belief, and I will never, ever, ever get rid of it because history has never shown anything but it, so it's ludicrous to even argue with it. But with that said, you can definitely get trapped, right? Think of equity plays, right? Think of debt and how that can trap you in these short-term cycles. Think long-term. How is inflation going to hurt you? I think about this, right? Like I see the dangers, right? I see all the future and I'm like, can I avoid these? Inflation. What am I worried about with my business model? Inflation comes. We have rise in interest rates. The housing market shuts down. Self-storage utilization drops. I have vacancy across all my properties and I'm in the middle of four developments that are now struggling to fill up. This is a terrifying situation for me and my business model. So make sure that I'm going about it the right way, I'm structuring debt, but also, will it happen? I have no idea. I'm preparing for those things, and I'm preparing for the downside, but I'm also taking advantage of the upside in the market. I do this by limiting my investments towards where I think has excess risk. I'm focusing on home runs. I'm doing things that are different, right? When you were looking at eight years ago, I was buying everything. I mean, it was just 2010 and 11. I didn't even care. I would buy everything because it was like, there's only one way to go. We're going up because we're at the bottom um, where I just don't feel the same way, right? There isn't, for me, it's not as clear right now in how the future will be held because the government's unprecedented. There's not easy metrics. Anybody that says that they know how this is going to play out, just crazy. Focus on the basics of wealth creation. You can make money in any market. It doesn't matter. And I'm buying property at tops, bottoms, and middle of the markets because I can't time that. I just make sure the properties that I buy are properties that I'm going to want to buy at the top, middle, or bottom of the market that I'm going to buy it no matter what. <laughs> so I buy those properties. I focus on the long term, not the short term. And I make sure that I have a good profit margin, that I'm reinvesting my capital and getting a good return. I'm not sacrificing the fundamentals because of pride or greed. And that's the best that I can do and the best that I can get through it. So 
Don't think that the hero archetype means you're alone, that you have to do huge gambles on the future, and that somehow you have to predict that everybody's going to be using your widget or gadget or something else like that. Um, Go back to the basics, everybody. Let's get back to the basic fundamentals of wealth creation, good debt, bad debt, cash flow, return on your capital, okay? I mean, I'm not the smartest guy in the world. That seems to work. It seems to work for everybody. And it seems to be universal and an everlasting wealth principles. Go to the basics. And it's never more important time to focus on the on the basics than in markets like we are in today. So with that said, charge for it, everybody. Revalue the basics. Surround yourself with excellent teams and get out there and create your future. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.